People want to ask, how do I invest? Like, where do I invest? Especially in this crazy climate, what do I do to to build something for myself? And so we're going to dig into that today. And it's not the answer that you thought we were going to give. And it's worth hearing. And I think more people need to hear about stuff like this. Because... In a, in, a, in a climate when there's just so much confusion on the internet and, and everyone's trying to get a piece of everybody and everyone wants, to, wants you to do something, it's really hard to get an understanding on where do I go from here? And I think I have the best answer for that. And maybe that's saying a lot, but I, I truly think it is. And so today I recruited my brother slash my manager. Sometimes he's my only my brother and sometimes he's only my manager, depending on the day and the conversation. Tyler Smith is here. We got permission from the bachelorette to have him on here so he could actually talk. He's been handcuffed by that show for, uh, he wouldn't say that. That's my words, not his. Um, for, since he was on the show, I've been wanting to get him on this podcast just because he's my brother, and I think you guys would love his advice. He's a really smart dude. He reads a lot. He's He knows so much about self-development, and he could give really good advice. He does to me all the time. I rely on him for good advice, so it only makes sense that we should have him on this on this podcast. So I got him. I got him wrangled in. We're going to talk about your questions, including... What do I do with my investment? Like, how do I even start? Where do I go? We got the answer for you. I think it's a really good one. I think it's the best one. Ah, that's my opinion. So, welcome to the podcast. Yee yee. been doing this podcast i've been trying to get this uh, elusive guest and i've been going through all the right right channels to try to get you and finally i'm so happy man i'm so happy i finally got you finally said mm-hmm. yes to be a guest on this podcast my one and only middle brother thank you and um tyler what thank you for having me yeah could we talk about the show you're on? Is that something we can't talk about? Um, I, yeah, I can talk about certain things. Okay. Tyler was on uh, the recent season of The Bachelorette. And we don't have to talk about the specifics of that show, and you might not even be able to. But that's interesting how you went into The Bachelorette, how you were picked for The Bachelorette, and how you approached it. And... and People listening to this podcast might not even watch that show, um, but it's interesting how you <clears throat> approached that whole project. And for those of y'all that don't know, and most probably don't, Tyler is just a ferocious, is that a word? Verocious? Ferocious. Ferocious reader. You have, you have an entire wall in your office that's nothing but books and most of the books are related to succeeding in life in some way whether that's physically mentally emotionally um spiritually most of the reading right well and and self yeah personal development personal development so because of you read so much you have become just a walking encyclopedia of uh, self-help advice. And whenever I need something, you'll usually throw out some one-liner that's, uh, I'm like, man, wh- where'd you hear that? That's incredible. And you'll say, I don't know, some one of these books. Sometimes you even you don't even remember where it came from, which is, which is awesome. You, 
kind of like Bernie, who we had last week, you have a, you're very regimented in your life. And your success has come uh, because of the discipline that you grew up with playing football. You played college football at Rice. And, and you took that discipline into life in a lot of ways. And you have a, you, you are very uncommon amongst most humans that I know. And I'll, I promise I'll let you talk, <laughs> but in the ways, in terms of you wake up at what time? Five. You wake up at five every day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes on the weekends I don't, but I'm trying to. And you go Saturdays to bed at what time? Which is probably what this is what makes you more uncommon. Um, it depends. Um, last yesterday, for whatever reason, I was really tired, so I went to bed at eight. I just listened to my body, but usually it's, you went to bed at eight. And usually it's usually I'm in bed by nine, fall asleep by nine thirty. But it's never when I'm on when I'm on my routine. It's never later than ten. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast, I'd be willing to bet that anyone besides the people that have a job that works all night, I don't think anyone went to bed at 8 o'clock last night that's listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Except Maybe you. Maybe not. Unless you're four years old. <laughs> Three years old. <laughs> yeah, London and Lincoln stay up later than I do. Yeah, my kids stay awake later than you do. Um, so... You approached the Bachelorette with this mentality of I'm going to I'm gonna attack this opportunity as an as a way to grow as a man, as as a person. And some people might be listening going, What? Like that that doesn't even make any sense. You can go to the Bachelorette, this reality show, to become a better man. And that's not really the way you approached it. You approached it as um I'm going to, I'm going to really put myself and test myself at the limits of my social capacity in that kind of environment. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did you, including COVID and the quarantine, how did you, how did you approach the bachelorette? How did I approach it or why did I go? Well, for, for instance, I told, I told everyone you're a huge reader. You have this schedule, the extreme schedule, that you keep, you time block your day. Like even to get on this podcast, like I had to get it to the minute because I know you and you, you have your time blocked. And then a certain time you, you do certain things. And so to go into a show where you're not the boss of anything was a huge mental challenge for you. So you didn't have your books. You didn't have your routine. You didn't have your meals. You eat the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. You didn't have your, Everything that you have. So how did you, how and why did you approach it that way? Or why did you even accept it at all? I mean, obviously it wasn't to get a wife. No, that was part of it. Yeah, of course it was. You know, if, if I'm being honest, you know, it's, I went on there because, you know, I'm, I'm single and, and I'm looking right. So mm. I didn't know Claire, who was the bachelorette personally, obviously, but, um, she, she was the bachelorette and I was like, well, let's go see, like, maybe, maybe this could work. Right. So that's one of the reasons I went, but the other main reason I went was to get out of my comfort zone and to, um, experience and experience, right. You know, experiences in life are a big deal to me. And, um, you know, t- 20, t- 2020, that was my experience was being on the biggest TV show in the world. Right. So I'm, I'm looking for that experience for 2021, kind of have something that defines each year. And that was kind of a big part of 2020 for me. So that's why I went, but yeah, I was, uh, I was in the middle, like of my longest streak of personal development, as far as, you know, every day, 5am and working out really great shape. And it all had nothing to do with the bachelorette. I was just, that's just how I was living. But yeah, I was on like 127 days or 129 days in a row on a streak of doing my, my meditation app called Calm, right? So when they took the phone, that was kind of a, a hard deal for me. I, of course, continue doing meditation, but there's something weird in the human mind um, with streaks 
you don't want to break the streak. Yeah. It's just weird how that it works. If, if any of y'all listening or if you ever had a streak of doing meditation every day and, and you, and you physically actually like, you know, I think Jerry Seinfeld had like a calendar of something he was doing and his philosophy was if you cross it out every day, you see that visual of that streak and you don't want that streak to stop. And so when that stopped, that was a little hard for me to break that streak. Yeah. You know, when I got my phone back, I was like, oh, I got to start over from day one, even yeah. though I was still <laughs> meditating. It was, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. I have a, my, speaking of day one, you said day one, but that's the name of my app I use for journaling. And it, it tells you every time you pull it up, whenever you finish a journal, it says, congrats, you're on a 43 day streak and it has a little, fi- little fire emoji. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of things, um, that do that. Uh, my cameo app, like when I do cameos for other people, it always tells me, the first thing it tells me is the streak I'm on. The streak of cameos that I've done without uh, letting one skip. Yeah, so it's I'm a, on today's day 54 for 75 hard Andy Frisella's, um challenge. So what is 75 hard? Um, I think last time I was on the podcast, I was doing it and... Um, it's every day for 75 days. It's more of a mental mental challenge than anything. That's the most important thing for people to realize that it's not a physical challenge, although you'll definitely see dramatic physical results. But it's um, – shout out to Andy Frisella for this. If y'all are listening, go, go check it out. But it's every day for 75 days in a row you do technically six things. Uh, technically five, but it's six. It's um, drink a gallon of water every day work out for 45 minutes inside every day, um, work out outside every day for 45 minutes, um, no cheat meals, no alcohol, and a progress picture every day. And if you skip or forget any of those, then you have to start over from day one. So it's literally, it's just a mental, it's just a mental challenge, accountability, you know. So Parker, for instance, was on day like 50 when I made him do it. Finally got him to do it. I can't stress enough that everybody should do it, but um, not everybody will, and that's why it's, you know, uncommon. But Parker missed his progress pick, forgot to take a picture, so he stopped. And I was like, dude, when are you going to do it again? You can't just stop at day 50. He'd be like, well, I didn't do it, you know. But so did he? I don't remember. Did he? He, didn't, well, he, he, didn't, he, he didn't missed get... it, so he had to start over from day one, and yeah. he didn't start over, so I'm trying to get him to do it again. So in order to achieve extraordinary goals you have to be able to do extraordinary things in your daily life and it's really misunderstood for a lot of people just want success or they want to they want to know like what's the secret to success well it's it's in every minute of your day doing things that are uncommon why do you choose to live like that because you've done this for years now um yeah. I, to someone that would say, how about this? Someone that says, dude, lighten up, man. Yeah. Just relax, man. Have a cheeseburger. Come on, man. Live a little bit. You ain't living. One right? of my biggest fears is mediocrity and average. It's one of my biggest fears. So every day I try to do things. One of my ultimate goals, like life purpose, is the rel- relentless pursuit of my ultimate potential. Um, to be become everything that God intended me to be. So, you know, whenever I do, I can look, and that doesn't mean that I don't have cheeseburgers or sleep in where I'm human. And I've gone yeah. through streaks of doing that after, after the bachelorette, you know, it was hard when I came back, you know, a lot of things emotionally and mentally, like, you know, not expecting to come back when I did. And, you know, cause I'm, I want to win and I want to be number one in everything, whatever that means. So as you're wearing a a shirt that says I am second, (laughs) right? right. Yeah. I I struggle. I I struggle with my ego all the time and my faith and Christianity. That's a whole nother conversation of trying to put God first always. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's just a decision every day. You know, I don't want to get up at 5am. It's really hard, right? So doing hard things builds, self-confidence, you know, keeping the promises you make to yourself and, and belief in yourself and grit and perseverance and consistency and all those things that essentially I study, like you said, successful people, you know, from Jesus all the way to, you know, modern day 
um, successful businessmen and, and singers. And, and I try to, I'm a big, um, advocate on habits, good habits and replacing bad habits. And, and just basically, you know, the cheat sheet to life is, is what is that guy doing that I admire and, and copy what he's doing, you know, and then success shows up in your life in different ways. Yeah. And I've been on the other side too, you know, the drinking and the eating, whatever I want. And I'm just saying that I've, I've, I've done both and I prefer this version of me like so much better, but it's easy. It's like, yeah, man, I wish I could have a drink tonight. I wish I could have three or four drinks, right. And play video games or something. And, you know, of course I will again, you know, but not right now while I'm doing 75 hard and it's the majority of my life. If I can do this, then I'm going to do it for sure. Is that kind of what encompasses your, uh, take a cold shower theory too? Yeah, it's the hard things, man. It just really, like, nobody wants to do a cold shower. Nobody wants to get up at 5 or early. And if you do it, then that little trigger in your mind is like, I'm doing things that other people aren't doing, and so I'm going to get things that other people aren't going to get, right? It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. I want to answer some questions, if you can, from people. And these aren't specifically to you, but I kind of found several that I think are relevant to your life. And it's just really cool because you're, you know, I sit in here and do this podcast every Monday and, and answer people's questions, which by the way, it's, uh, if you have a question, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Anything could be any topic, but it's interesting because I sit in here and then the one office over is you <laughs> every day and you're a guy that has so many resources to be able to answer all these questions. And it's rare that you're actually on the podcast. One, you're just, uh, you time block and you're, you're busy. And two, we were, we've been kind of worried about The Bachelorette for many months. Don't worry, just making sure we do the right, right protocol and legal, all that. You know, legally, I signed NDAs signed, and all that, so yeah. I need to make sure we clear it with them. Yeah. So let's jump into uh, to question number one. This comes from Marshall Warren from Tacoma, Washington. Shout out to Tacoma. Man, I wish I missed. Tacoma Dome was one of Tacoma Dome. Man. Probably my favorite show you've ever done. Maybe so. I agree. I, that was just such an incredible venue. Incredible. We were on tour with Florida Georgia Line. We had all our buddies there. Yeah. Riding. That That's when you wrote Happens Like That. Actually. I wrote Happens Like That. Never In the too parking old. lot of Tacoma Dome. Yeah. It's uh that was Andy Albert's birthday, co-writer friend. We were in the parking lot, which so we wrote Never Too Old and Happens Like That. With Tyler Hubbard of FGL, yeah. Jordan, Andy, and Justin, right? Yeah, and that, that venue, Tacoma Dome, is all wooden, like the wooden dome. Oh, man. And it was so loud in there mm-hmm. on Mitch Washington State. Good fans there. So shout out to you, Marshall. Marshall says, I've been a fan for a long time and saw you once in Umenclaw, which was... Uh, the Wolf Show, right? Kane Brown, I think. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, he says, "I hope that you get to. I hope that I get to go see you more." I wanted to ask for some input. I have a great job, but I've been thinking about wanting to make some investments lately, and I, I'm not talking about just some stocks. I just I want to go into more small. I I want to go more into a small business, but I have no idea what. I have an eight month eight month old son, and my fiance is a stay at home mom, so. I can't just leave my job and take any big risk right now. I would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, thanks, and I hope to hear back from you. So he's looking to keep his same job, mm-hmm. and he's wanting to make some investments on the side. And I already know what you're going to say. You do? Yeah. So it's 100% without a doubt books, knowledge, read every day. That's an investment in yourself. It's an $8 book, $20 book, whatever it is, but it could be priceless. It could give you, you know, what you'll find in books, you know, not only building all those character traits and, and, you know, belief in yourself and self-confidence, but, you know, seek out what you think you might want to do. If it's not stocks, if it's real estate, invest, you know, businesses, whatever it is, find books that cater to to where you think you might be leaning and just dive in man every single day so where would he start what book would he start with um what i it's hard to tell um if he if he's not calling out that he wants to do real estate or or not but um probably miracle morning right miracle morning by hell elrod started it all for me um 
I would definitely recommend Miracle Morning. Marshall, poor Marshall's like, this is not what I was asking. What investments <laughs> I, was, I to want do? to make an investment, and you're asking me to invest in myself. But invest. it's the right advice, right? It's the right advice. Yeah. Invest in yourself first. Yeah, nothing happens without, you know, investing in yourself first. Yeah, I, I, I believe Tyler's right. And so it's a backwards way of answering your question. I know it's not the answer you're looking for. But if you're here, you are, you got your fiance, you got a baby at home, you've got a good job, you're probably pretty young. Um, I would assume you're in, you're in your 20s or low 30s. And Tyler's right, the best investment you could make is the time, donating time back to yourself. So where do you find the time? I'm already busy. I, I go to work at 7 a.m. Then you got to wake up at 5 that's where that's where the early mornings and that's why why most successful business people wake up early it, the usual reason is you're getting up before your 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 kid and your girl and that's when your phone is not being bombarded by text messages yet or phone calls or emails so you have time un, uninterrupted quiet time to invest some way or form in yourself so whether that's literally whether that's reading reading the New Testament or or studying real estate or um, heck even 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 reading some kind of fiction is is good practice for you um, setting aside time and investing time in yourself and then what's going to happen Marshall is this opportunity that you're asking for financial advice is what I'm thinking you're asking for. I know that's what you're asking for. So investing in yourself will open doors that you didn't even realize. And it might, maybe it's real estate. And by reading, by reading or in investing time in yourself, suddenly you're going to find the opportunity to meet somebody that's maybe the fixer upper or, a, you know, that does construction in homes and they're like, man, I got this, got this apartment complex and I'm looking to, looking to sell a few units. Would you be interested in investing in a few units? And then, and I could manage it for you and I could fix it up. Anyway, that kind of opportunity, you could be, you could have already been reading and preparing and then you go, you know what, this is, this is exactly what I need to be doing right now. So yeah, I'm going to echo Tyler, Miracle Morning. Hell, 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 Rod, you're yeah. actually... Hopefully he's going to come out to the farm and shoot some guns. Really? I was talking to his buddy, part of a, um, a mastermind called Go Abundance today, and um, he was telling me how he lives in Austin. So hopefully we'll get him out here. Yeah. But it's really quick to add to that, it's all about action. Like Marshall, like uh, you know, I, I'm I do real estate. Those are the investments that I do. Some of them, but uh, you know, I did. It's all about action. You have to take action, and you'll figure out along the way, along the journey. And, and never, the journey never stops. Like, you know, I have a commercial unit and, um, I have, you know, a quadplex and some single families and that sort of thing. But I was like, ah, I don't really like commercial, so I'll probably sell it, you know, but I didn't know that when I bought it, but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't buy it and, and take action. So, and then the morning, like Granger was saying is, is important for me because like all the, all the reasons he mentioned, but also because your willpower you lose it throughout the day. Mm. You know, we're all guilty. We're human. You have the most willpower right when you wake up. Right. Mm. And so that's when, that's my miracle morning. That's, that's the time when I'm most productive. Um, you know, when four, three, two, three, four o'clock rolls around and then the end of the workday, five o'clock dinner, all I want to do. And what I do a lot of times is watch my favorite show. And then that's why I go to, to bed early because I know that just watching the next episode of Netflix isn't going to be productive for me ultimately. So I might, I'd rather go to sleep early and wake up early. So, yeah, Tyler always kind of pushes me on that too, that no, no decisions should really be made. I would say after 4 PM because your brain is just not, it's not ready. It's, it's tired, you know, it's a muscle like anything else. And it's, it's tired from all the decisions you've made during the day. And it takes more effort to make decisions after 4 PM. So you'll do yourself a favor if you actually set set guidelines for yourself and saying, hey, whether it's your boss, your friends, coworkers, whatever, just say, hey, after X time, it could be five o'clock, could be six o'clock, could be four o'clock. 
after it could be noon if you get all the stuff yeah. you need to get done for the day it could be noon so after that time i'm sorry i don't take calls it's not rude that's that's looking after yourself so that you could be better for everyone else um, we're building amber and i are building a house right now and my project manager rob who manages the whole pr- building process he told me in the first conversation when i met him he said you could text me call me email me Anytime I'll be available to you to help you from 9 a.m. or excuse me, 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. After 6 p.m., I don't answer, I don't return calls, I don't text. And this guy has a job that he's in demand, and they have 10 or 12 homes they're working on, and people have emergencies, they have things they need. And he just sets the boundary right at the beginning, like, hey, I'm very available. That's my job to be available to you. But after 6 p.m., it's family time, it's Rob time, everything's shut off. And guess what? Since he told me that, I never forget. I've never forgotten that he told me that. And every once in a while, I'm thinking, oh, are they bringing the whatever materials tomorrow? I need to be able to meet them to open the gate. And I look at my watch, and it's 6.04, and I guess what? I don't text him. Because I, I remember the dude set boundaries. And so instead of texting him at 6.04, now i got to text him at 8 a.m. Because that's the rule. That's what he established. And I don't dislike him because of that. You know, I actually respect him more. It makes you more. respect him more. Yeah. And he doesn't have – that's great that he told you that. But you don't even have to tell people that. You just set the standard. Like, you just don't respond. Yeah. And they get the hint after a while that, hey, I can't call Tyler at 7 p.m. Because it's, you know, that's his he time. He never responds. That's not work time or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Podcast is brought to you by Scouts Honor. As pet parents, working from home has given us more time to spend with our forward-legged family members. Now we're even more aware of their daily needs and health issues and well-being and stinkiness and all that stuff. I'm off script on that, but that's the case with my dog. So if you've noticed that your pet is itchy or smells bad or a little, little less than pleasant, you need to check out Scouts Honor. Scouts Honor is my go-to pet branding for grooming products that help with itch relief, odor control, and overall healthier skin and coat. Uh, before I started this podcast, um, before I started talking about Scouts Honor a few months ago, they sent me a little uh, gift box that I could try out with Gypsy, Remy, and Luna. And the stuff, is, it's really awesome. Like I, I usually go and get something at Walmart or whatever just to, just to give, you know, some like dial soap to wash them. But uh, I, I've never really had shampoo and products that are made for dogs because I always thought that sounded silly until I got this Scouts Honor box and I opened it up. And I was like, man, this stuff is awesome. And it's, uh, it's really reasonably priced and smells amazing. And I put it right there in the barn, and it's, uh, it works out great. And my dogs smell a lot better for it. Uh, Scouts Honor's probiotic grooming products are scientifically proven natural solution for treating your pet's skin problems. When applied to the skin, probiotics support healthy bacteria and fight against bad bacteria that cause irritation and bad smell. Choose from any of their amazing, amazing fragrances, and it works awesome for my dogs. With every purchase, Scouts Honor provides one day's worth of meals for a rescue animal in need. It's pretty awesome. With Scouts Honor, your pet will never look, feel, or smell better. Check out all of Scouts Honor's award-winning products today, available online or wherever pet products are sold. To receive 20% off your first order, go to scoutshonor.com slash Granger. Remember that scouts with a K, like S-K-O-U-T-S, and scoutshonor.com slash Granger for 20% off your order. Scouts Honor, natural and preventative grooming solutions for pets. The podcast is also brought to you by Sunday. And as winter is drawing to a close, and we know that right around the corner spring and things are going to start budding out. And Amber and I are just now starting this lawn and this brand new house. It's been going through my mind as I'm thinking about putting out the garden and taking care of the trees. I'm starting to think about what am I going to do for this grass? It's been front of mind. I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking that too. And the last thing anyone needs is another complicated, toxic lawn product that you don't know anything about. Sunday is more than a lawn care product. It's a customized lawn plan that works with nature. It takes all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals out of the equation so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. They're going to give you a free lawn analysis. And 
and I've never really gotten this in depth with lawn care. So it's awesome to hear from somebody that knows about my lawn specifically instead of just going to the store and, and talking to someone there that's just giving on some advice that they read or that's, that's, that's good for California but not for Texas or whatever, vice versa. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. All I have to do is go to get. Sunday.com, put in my home address, and their free lawn analysis tool will take care of all the rest in just seconds. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff for your lawn needs and nothing that it doesn't. It's made with ingredients that can you could actually pronounce, like seaweed and iron and molasses. So your yard is going to grow better and you're going to feel way better about what you're putting in it for everything else around it. Uh, Sunday explains exactly what to get, and why. And everything is sent straight to your door. So it takes every piece of guesswork out. You literally open up your door, and there's the box for your customized lawn care. It's really awesome. I can't believe more people haven't thought of this kind of thing before, but it's it's really genius. So all you have to do is, is to um, attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes about 15 minutes. Now, that's my kind of product. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Granger to get 20% or excuse me, $20. That's even better. $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Granger. That's Sunday spelt just like the day. I'm going to run through a couple questions here that are, that don't take much discussion. This one says, Hey Granger, my name is Laura Nix from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Shout out to New Mexico. It says, I love your family. My husband, Kevin and I have been married 22 years, three kids, 29, 21 and 16. My question is, are you and your two brothers, Tyler and Parker, all named for Texas towns? We love your t-shirt of the month. Uh, thank you very much, Laura Nix. Yee yee. Think so. Yeah. Par- but Parker's a county. Yeah. So Parker's a county in Texas. Tyler and Granger are both towns in Texas. For for us, um, yeah. So mom, mom and dad. I don't think that's why they got our names, but it just happens to be we're all towns. So. And actually, funny thing is, Tyler is in Tyler, Texas. Is in Smith County. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Tyler in Smith County. So your whole name's covered. Uh, and then by chance, Amber and I ended up moving close to Granger, Texas. So of all the places in Texas, and by Bartlett. Yeah, one town is Bartlett, which is Amber's maiden name, and one town is Granger, which is very. I could get there in ten minutes. And so when you're in the town of Granger, you see like the all the fire trucks say Granger and the water tower and everything's Granger. It's, it's cool. Um, here's a here's a question from from Mason. It says, "Hey, my name is Mason from Wisconsin. Just wondering about two of your albums, Pockets of Pesos, and Don't Listen to the Radio. I want to add them to my collection, but they're not available on your website." I'll definitely uh, take your advice from the Yee Yee Nation live stream and buy them from Am. I won't buy them from from uh, Amazon or anywhere else. That's not you. When will those CDs be available again? And this is a great question for Tyler because you're kind of in charge of all my inventory. Um, that's up to you. I don't really know. Um, we had so many for so long just sit- sitting on the shelves, and then we yeah. finally sort of found them and said, Hey, why are these not on? And so we put them all on and they sold out. And to be honest, I don't even remember how or who we ordered them from. Yeah. Back back in the day that yeah, those CDs pockets of pesos and don't listen to the radio are so old that goes back pockets of pesos is like 2004 or 2005. Don't listen to the radio like 2009. So Really, pockets comes from a time when we don't even remember who we how we ordered it or who we ordered it from. So we have to figure out it's a, it's harder than it is now. If we want when the good guys win or Remington, you know it, any of the newer newer albums, then it's super easy. So plus, not many people buy music anymore, let alone physical. So if 
Is so that comment some, below. Yeah, if that's something important, let us know. Comment below if that's something we really need to address. This question says, hello, my name is Caleb. I'm from North Carolina. I have a few questions. Where do you see yourself in 10 years with your channel and your family? Also, um, when you were a child, did you ever dream about being a singer-songwriter? And if not, what were your dreams as a young boy? I'm 14 years old. I love watching your videos, and my dream is to be a sheriff in the small town I live in. And I pulled this, this question because I just thought, it's cool for me and you, Tyler, to talk to a 14-year-old boy that's actually a podcast listener. Like, it seems crazy, right? But I know there's a lot of young people that listen to this podcast. There's all demographics that listen. But it's pretty cool that a 14-year-old is listening to a, a podcast like this. And it's also cool because when, kind of relevant to your question, Caleb, and by the way, shout out to North Carolina. I was 14 when I started playing guitar. So that was a big age for me. That was impactful. What did you do when you were 14 that, that, you still, that still matters to Football. you? Football. Football. thing. That's a – So that was probably 7th or 8th grade, right? That's right yeah, when I, I started I playing. I think it's 8th grade. Yeah. I think it's 8th grade. Um, so – what could we tell Caleb if he's 14 now and his dream is to be a sheriff in the small town he lives in? Because dreams are kind of crafted at this age. And reality really starts the motion at this age. You know, and the reason I say it is because you're 9 or 10 or 11 or 12. Like, yeah, you could be wanted to be a pro baseball player. I get it. But when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, your life is starting to take shape and decisions you make now start to matter. Not saying that you could make bad decisions and not recover, but they start to matter. And I say a lot here that I don't believe in hard, clear-cut goals, 10-year, 5-year, 20-year goals. I believe, not that they're not important, but I believe more in setting your your highest intention day by day. So you say Caleb, I want to be I want to be the best version of me right now here today this year in the course of 2021. And as you as that culminates and months go by and years go by and you're always striving to be the best version of you striving for the, the highest intention, then your goals and your dreams evolve and new opportunities open that you never would have thought. So then you say, what does that even mean? Like, what is that? Some philosophical mumbo jumbo? What is that? It means that when you brush your teeth and a, the toothpaste hits the floor, you get that little paper towel right then and you wipe the floor on that toothpaste and you make it perfect again <laughs> right i mean like that's is when you when you make your bed you make the corners you take that extra five seconds and tuck the corner in a little tighter and if you apply those little those little details to your life at 14 Caleb, you're going to be the greatest sheriff your little town has ever seen by the time you're older. Yeah, I think my advice would be the most important thing I would say is don't listen to anybody but yourself. You know, you know, I've been lucky to, and I think the reason that I'm where I am, and same with you being a singer, is so many people throughout your life, you know, when we're all young, we want to be a, a sheriff or a fireman or an astronaut or a police officer, you know, all these big dreams of whatever you know, professional football player, whatever you want to be, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do that. You know, stay strong in your convictions and listen to your gut because, you know, society will try to conform you, you know, to go to school, get a nine to five job, do this and do, and do that. And I was lucky enough ever since I was little to not believe in all those things and take the other road um, and be different than what everybody else was doing. So be different. And, and, you know, don't let anybody tell you, don't let them say, you oh, know, you can't be a sheriff in this town because, you know, 
this kid his grandfather didn't when his grandfather was sheriff and he's going to get it like no like you go get it you know please tell them about crabs in a bucket yeah crabs in a bucket um is basically an analogy where you know if you're ever fishing on uh, on the beach or something i don't know if any of y'all can relate but we used to fish like in south padre and, and all these places you know with our dad when we were younger but if you uh if you have a, a five gallon bucket and you put crabs in there you know when we used to go catch them at night they they all try to get out and but you don't ever have to put a lid on it because they won't ever get out and the reason they won't get out is because the other crabs when one's about to get over the lid will always reach up grab it and pull it back and so there's a cool analogy with that's what people try to do to you and your dreams if you try to get out and go say, I'm going to go be a sheriff, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you why you can't do that or you can't follow your dream and you just can't listen to them. This kind of started when, uh, or the first time I heard that analogy from Tyler is when I got a, an hateful, a hateful email to this podcast, um, to grangersmithpodcast.gmail.com. I got a hate email. And what was that about? I don't even remember what subject that was about, why he was hating. Basically, I think he was saying that you're getting too big for your britches. You know, you know, you, you Oh, Oh, it was, it was an email. It was a hate email about why am I collabing with big YouTubers to make videos when I should be remembering my roots and only collabing collabing with with small, small town, no small town people. You like people that don't have a YouTube channel. Um, instead of trying to grow the channel and getting with like the demo mats and the Kentucky ballistics and fishing with flair, um, whistling diesel, stay away from those guys that are actually having success and go to the people that don't have anything going on. And I did, he was saying, he was claiming I was doing this because I'm too big for my britches now. And I showed it to Tyler and because I always feel like, and you guys could definitely comment below, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm always wanting to hear criticism and hear hear advice. But, you know, I, I truly try to build this, the best content I can for the entertainment of my viewers. And guys like uh, Demo Matt and Lunkers and uh, Whistling Diesel, you know, like them or not, like, like their personalities or not, they have built from nothing from they were at once nothing they were nobodies that built a channel like we like we all came from nothing they built a channel to to en- encapsulate a greater audience and keep growing to give people quality entertainment so that they, you know my goal when i make a funny video or an earl dibbles video is to take your mind off the world for 3 minutes that's my i want to contribute so that you can go, man, for three minutes I watched this video and I laughed. Or I watched these guys mudding in a truck and I thought it was it was great. And for three minutes I forgot that I actually am really stressed today. So I, I look at that as a positive thing. So it's funny because I was showing Tyler this email of this guy that's like, you're doing it all wrong. You're too big for your britches. And Tyler goes, the guy's just a crab in a bucket. And I was like, he's a crab in a bucket? What do you mean? It's such a cool analogy that as soon as you, in life, you start... You start getting some headway, and you're like, you're almost out. People always want to drag you back to the bottom of the bucket again. And there's certain personalities. There's always those personalities in every town, and we all know one. You're probably, as you're listening, you're thinking of somebody right now, some guy or girl that always wants to drag you back down with them because that's where you belong, at the bottom of the bucket. So, yeah, Caleb, what Tyler's saying is, don't worry about those crabs in a bucket, buddy. You keep on climbing. 14, awesome age. And uh, shout out to North Carolina. Thanks for writing it in. And ironically, just like that, here comes another one. Cody from North Carolina. Says, I've been listening to your podcast, really loving it. I've been taking notes on how to make it, especially just starting one like like this for myself. This podcast has been a blessing and inspiration to me. And there are so many questions I have, but I want to ask just one. How do I convert my life, family way of living to be a full-time musician? 
I understand it takes time, but bills don't stop, and I have a family to take care of. But overall, I have a dream. Yee Yee Cody from North Carolina. Once again, shout out to North Carolina. That's two in a row. I did not mean to do that. So, Tyler, um, very successful music manager. What would you tell Cody, who has a family and a dream at the same time? How to balance the two? What was the question? His question is, how do I convert my life family way of living to be a full-time musician? I understand it takes time, but the bills don't stop and I have a family to take care of. But overall, I have a dream. Yeah, I mean, that's you're, you're, you're going to answer that one. What you always tell people with Amber, like if that's his dream, like it's your dream and your calling and, and, you know, the road is where you find purpose. Like, um, your wife needs that and wants you, wants that for a man, like a man needs that drive and that person, that purpose and those goals. Right. And so if that's what his dream is, then he has to go do it. And his wife will understand and and want that. She won't want him to stay there and be a prison of of not pursuing his dream. That's exactly right. So yeah, that's what I'd say, Cody, is that first, there's two parts of this question, two, two ways for me to answer it. And the first way is you owe it to your family. Unlike you're probably thinking, you owe it to your family to be able to pursue your wildest dreams. Because if you don't, you become a prisoner of, of a life that you didn't get to live. And you're, you're going to be more absent-minded with your family. You're going to be a little distant. It's not a good example to your kids for you to say, I once had a chance to chase this and I never did. Well, why is that going to make them inspired to ever do that in their life if dad didn't do it? And so regardless of if, if you succeed or not in any kind of dream, you have to go in and, and do it. To, to follow your heart. And once again, it goes back to a book we reference all the time called Wild at Heart. How a man in his heart, in, the, in, the, in his essence, he wants to follow an adventure. And, and your wife, your girl, are more attracted to the man that's, that's actively chasing that adventure. That's attractive. That's, that's who you are. Instead of being a slave to your current job. All that being said... This is the bad part. This is the second part of the answer, and this is the this is the depressing bad part. Cody, you can't do it. You can't convert your life and your family way of living to be a full time musician unless you go all in. You can't go halfway, or you're never gonna make it. You're never gonna do anything if you go halfway because there's no time. You couldn't you couldn't have told Tom Brady when he was starting that he wants to be a an NFL quarterback. And he also wants to keep another job, and so he needs to just work out half the day and work his other job half the day. Unfortunately, you can't do that. You're gonna, you got to go. You got to start now. You got to get up early. You got to grind. You got to network. You got to write songs. You got to learn an instrument better, perfect it. You got to go hound your local venue and start getting open mic nights and booking them and playing relentlessly. If that's what you're talking about in this question, there you go. If that's not what you're talking about, if you don't want to give everything you have to this, then, dude, there's nothing wrong with music as a major hobby and a big piece of your life. There's nothing wrong with what we call weekend warriors. That's, that's guys that they have a life, they have a job, they have a family, but on the weekends, they have a band and they go play sets for, for you know, door money or tips and they do it because they love music, they have a passion for it, they love playing, they love performing, and they get everything they need uh, back from that passion through being playing Fridays and Saturday nights. So, hey, that's those are two very different things. But if you're talking about being a star or a full-time musician, meaning you don't have any other income but music, Dude, I hate to break it to you, but it's like it's like saying I want to drive a NASCAR. And how do I start? Well, you start in the pit crew right now. You quit everything and you go go in the pit. You know, you know what I mean? It's like I want to be an NFL quarterback. I want to be a I want to be a brain surgeon. Brain surgeons devote their whole life to do that. You know, so 
Um, so do you want to do it? Do you want to do it as a hobby, which is awesome and admirable, or do you want to just go all in? And I think that's pretty much how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, we got, got space for one more here. Um, it says, Hey Granger, I'm 36 years old. I've been working in it at a university for 13 years. The money and benefits have always been great. Salary has allowed us to pay off all our debts, including student loans, cars, credit cards, and mortgage. So we're in a great financial position. However, I'm a little, I felt little satisfaction from this work I do, and I want a new path to find meaning. The longer I stay, the more disgusted I get with the university and what it stands for. I don't want to support it any longer, but I find it tough to leave for lack of a better word. It is very financially safe. I don't want to continue my current job for the rest of my life just working because the money's good when my greatest satisfaction comes from making things with my hands. I'm incredibly grateful for God that he's provided for me with this job, but staying because the money's good just seems shallow. I've never been the kind of person who knows their purpose or calling. I just kind of feel like I'm at a 10-way intersection with no information on which road I should take. Should I stay with IT because it's safe or... Should I leave? I've never, it was never my passion and this job was never something I wanted. It just fell into my lap. So my question is, what is your advice on how to find one's purpose and how do you find the courage to pursue it? That's Ken. Um, well, the uh, first thing I'll say is don't leave your job yeah. right, right now. You know, especially, you know, or you'll start um, racking up that debt again, you know, pretty quickly. But you just got to try new things. He's, he said he works with his hands or likes to work with his hands. Well, keep doing your job and start work, working with your hands. I don't know what he does, but start. Dude, it's it's almost the same answer to the first guy that was asking for investment advice. It's almost like your first investment is a book. Yeah, I mean, his first investment, like, it should be action. Like do whatever he likes doing with his hands, go do it. Like when he gets before he goes to work or when he gets home, right? Take care of your family, keep paying the bills and then see what happens. And if you really enjoy it, you know, the money will, it, the money starts coming in then then reevaluate in a few years. Like, you know, when it makes sense for you to leave and, and, and start doing that full time. Yeah. I don't really know what you mean by um, working with your hands, but say for instance, you're talking about building custom furniture which, by the way, is a really awesome market right now, like on Facebook Marketplace. Have you looked? I mean, custom furniture is through the roof right now. You could go on Facebook Marketplace and say, like, rustic desk or bed frame, and there's yeah. a woodworker, many of them, on Facebook Marketplace within 30 miles of you, wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much it's never been easier than right yeah. now in our in our time so for instance like i said i don't know what you mean by hands but say that you're calling you're you can you're really good at woodworking then keep your job at it it's good money and get up a little bit earlier give yourself an extra hour and set up your garage set up your space and begin like start like that's the that's the greatest advice for so many things like how do you run a marathon you start you start, you put on your shoes, right? You tie your shoes. Yeah. John Wooden. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you start a Facebook marketplace, um, company of custom woodwork? You go to Facebook and you hit start new, begin new page and you get, you put your info on there and then, and then you go and sharpen your saw and you set up your little workspace. And then on the third day you walk in and you get your block of wood and you build your first piece. And then when you get that first piece, you take pictures of it and you put it on Facebook Marketplace and you put a price on it and then you see if you could sell it and then you sell it and then you make a second one all the while you're still working IT until you reach a tipping point where you go, man, actually this Facebook business is actually starting to get, make more money than IT. Th then you're, you're no longer at a 10 way intersection, like you said, you're at a one-way intersection and you go, hey, this is the way, this is, this is the path. So, so yeah, your, your question. So my question is what advice would you have for one, finding one's purpose and how do you find the courage to pursue it? Your, 
you're looking at purpose as if it's some massive universal global plan that's as Caleb, our warehouse manager always says, it's like you're looking at an elephant that you need to eat. And how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Do you just take, take a little bite out of that massive purpose and start with the bite. And then after that bite, you take a second bite. So uh, as Jordan Peterson, a great writer and philosopher always says, aim low, aim low. Don't, don't aim so high. The world wants to always say, aim big, have big goals, big dreams, big ambitions. That's cool. And that looks awesome on a coffee mug, but sometimes you just got to aim low and go, I'm going to, Tomorrow, I'm going to go in the garage and that corner that's got all the junk piled up, I'm going to clean that corner and that's going to be my future workspace for this new furniture business I'm starting. And then on day two, when you walk in there and you see the perfectly clean corner in your garage, you feel more inspired to maybe I'll go to the rustic wood shop and buy, buy some boards. You know, it's, it's basically one small bite at a time. Um, and congrats that you have a well-paying job and you even have this dilemma because that's you're in a really good situation. Any more purpose purpose-driven pieces of advice? How about a book? Um, well, yeah, I think he also you know he also does need to have big goals though at the same time or a vision of where you think that this could take you, right? Like the most important thing, like Granger said, was to take that first step. You know, if you're running a marathon, you know, the first step is putting your shoes on. Yeah. But you also need to visualize and and take some time to think and really concentrate away from everything and no distractions and be like, what could this be? What, you know, and, and listen to your heart and your gut and what it's telling you. Like, do, do I want to be, you know, do I want to open a furniture, furniture store? Do I want to be the number one furniture store in the world? Do I want to, open just a local furniture store? Do I just want to sell on marketplace? Do I want to just start asking you all those questions? Do I just want to do this as a hobby? And then, you know, and kind of create a vision of what you think you might want to do and the end goal, and then just work backwards from there. Yeah, you're totally right. And to be clear, I feel like people, when it comes to big goals, it's overwhelming and you get paralysis when you look at it, like certain, I think this country suffers, maybe this world suffers from goal paralysis, meaning you set a goal, you look at it and you go, Ugh, it's really big. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> I don't even know where to we start. Do. I do every day in real estate. How am I supposed to do this? Well, maybe I can call a friend that knows somebody that knows how to do it and I'll ask him and then maybe he knows somebody that, you know. Yeah. So don't, don't get big goal paralysis. Don't let the big goals scare you and you don't even know where to start because then you then it's worthless to even have the goal to begin with. So again, set your highest intention daily, take small bites, aim low, and pretty soon that mountain you're climbing gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So that's all the time we have. Dude, thank you for being on here. Thank you for having me. You uh, you back into another meeting after this? Yeah, I got to go real estate meeting at 2.15. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll, get, we'll get Tyler. If you want to see more Tyler, comment below. More Tyler, more Tyler. So, um, yeah, this has been a good podcast. Thank you guys for listening. See y'all. Before we get off here, I want to end this with some shout outs. I got a lot of people that, that email in and want to shout out on the podcast. And I, I got to appreciate those just as much as a question. So if you want to shout out on this podcast, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. And we have Nathaniel Hall from Kerrville, Texas, 16 years old. Shout out to you, buddy. We have uh, Andrea Cooper. And she says, I wanted to know how to get noticed. I've been practicing, I'm practicing singer for three years or more. And uh, if I ever become famous, I wouldn't be able to meet you. So good luck to you, Andy. Um, I hope you just crush it on, uh, on social media and putting out as many songs as you can. And I hope to meet you one day. Um, this question says, uh, hey, I would love a shout out. My name is Maddox Bradbury. Awesome name, Maddox. Shout out. Um, this one is from Braxton Walden it says, Hey, Granger, you're the best country singer. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Braxton. Shout out to you. Um, I have Caleb Harris from Arizona. Shout out. Um, appreciate you being a fan and hanging with me for so long and shout out to your beautiful wife, Bree. This says, Hey, this is Rodney Holm or Holmy. He, he pronounced it from Davenport, Washington. Shout out to Rodney. 
Nolan Halmy from Davenport, Washington. <laughs> they must have been together when they did that. And uh, Ricky from Missouri. What's up, Ricky? Shout out to you, buddy. And Parker Phillips says, hey, my name's Parker Phillips. I'm from Plainfield, Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin and Parker. And hey, Granger, I was wondering if you could do a shout out for my daughter, Mia Blackwell. She's turning five on February 20th. I slightly missed that date, but shout out to Mia. Happy birthday. Thanks for listening. This one says, hey, Granger, my name is Ryan Six from Knoxville, Iowa, and he wants to propose to his girlfriend and Guthrie River Ruckus in Iowa at the end of July. So, uh, dude, I need you to hit up my, my tour manager, Chris, at grangersmith.com, okay? And hopefully your girl is not listening to this podcast because I just read that, but congrats, buddy. Uh, we'll do one more. Um, said, hey, Granger, my best friend Wyatt Allen is a really big fan. Do you think you can give him a shout-out? So what's up, Wyatt? I appreciate all of you guys, and thanks for thanks for even wanting me to give you a shout-out. That, that means a lot to me. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.